Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello there. This episode of Luke's English Podcast is sponsored by italki. And if you want to have rambling conversations about films with a native speaker who can correct your errors while you go and teach you important grammar or vocabulary, check out italki. You can arrange one-to-one lessons or conversations on Skype or other software. It's all based around your needs and your schedule. And when you buy some talking time, italki will send you a voucher for a free lesson. To get the offer, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, hello. Welcome to Luke's English Podcast. Here's another episode for you. I've managed to find time to do this for you. So here it is. This is uh, episode number 632, Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. So this is a film club episode about the new Star Wars film. It contains no spoilers for the film beyond what has been revealed in the trailers already. Okay, so no spoilers. I haven't seen the film yet. This is just going to be my speculation about what's going to happen in this new film. So if you are interested in the new Star Wars film, then I hope that you can enjoy listening to this before seeing the film. I'll be doing another one after having seen the film, and that will contain all the spoilers. But no spoilers here. So I'm going to see Star Wars Episode Nine tomorrow, uh, despite the fact that there is a big strike going on here in Paris at the moment. The creche is open. They've managed to open the creche, so my daughter will be going to creche, which means that... Uh, I can go and see the new Star Wars film when it opens, which is on Wednesday. For some reason in France, uh, we always get the films a couple of days earlier because films um, sort of open on a Wednesday here. So I'll be seeing it sort of probably a couple of days before everyone else. Um, And I will be doing a sort of spoiler review, hopefully tomorrow afternoon after having seen the film. So the creche is open. It's on. Uh, it's on. I mean, it's not on at the crash. That would be weird. Like, <laughs> special screening of the new Star Wars film here at the crash. No, it's it's just on, meaning it's going to happen. So, uh, anyway, talking about Star Wars has become something of a tradition on this podcast now. I've done numerous film club episodes about it on this podcast. Everyone should know that I am somehow invested in this series and this goes right back to childhood when I was obsessed with Star Wars I had the toys I believed I was Luke Skywalker and everything and this continued as I grew up at university I used to sit around with my friends and speculate about Star Wars then I saw the prequel trilogy uh, from 1999 to 2005 and I didn't really like it to be honest there were some good moments like a few lightsaber fights and things, but it wasn't really my cup of tea overall. Now we have the new Disney-produced films, episodes 7 and 8 and now 9, 
Um, and overall, I've been enjoying them a, a lot. I think that they've got the tone just about right. It feels like old Star Wars. There have been some films which were like sort of big Star Wars sandpit games like Rogue One. It was almost like a big toy fest, wasn't it, Rogue One? It was just like all the all the sort of different battles that you'd recreated with your Star Wars figures when you were a kid. Uh, writ large on the screen. Um, that was what Rogue One was like. And there have also been sort of weird, unexpected moments like in The Last Jedi. Now, I've done episodes about the original films and all the new releases. They're all there in the episode archive. It's become something of a tradition on the podcast to talk about Star Wars at Christmas. Uh, in fact, this is now the fourth Star Wars film that we've had at Christmas time, and also the fourth time I'm talking about it on the podcast at Christmas. By the way, yesterday, I don't know if you saw this, yesterday I uploaded the annual Christmas episode of Luke's English Podcast. It's all about awful jokes that you might find in a Christmas cracker. So check it out for laughs, some groans as well, like, ugh, and a nice review of Christmas vocabulary. Uh, also, I've been uploading some premium videos and more premium stuff coming later this week. So don't miss the Christmas jokes episode. I'm concerned that because I uploaded it just yesterday, and now I'm uploading another one, that you'll kind of miss number 631. So don't miss it. That's the Christmas episode. Right, so back to Star Wars. I know that for some of you, Star Wars is not your cup of tea. And in that case, this episode might not be for you. I feel sort of like it's a bit indulgent for me to spend time just talking about these films that I'm mildly obsessed with. It's slightly indulgent, but I kind of think, well, it's Christmas and I didn't know if I'd be able to do these episodes, so I'm just going to do them and it's going to be fun for those who are into it. But I know that for some of you, it's not your cup of tea. Also, if you're not a fan of the kind of rambling style episodes that I do, then this also might not be for you because I'm going to do quite a lot of rambling about Star Wars. So I now, now then, I expect I've got people listening who are interested in the new Star Wars film and sort of want to listen to me talk about it in a rambly kind of way. So you're all on board. Great. Let's go. So I'm excited to see the new film tomorrow. It's always fun to see new Star Wars, especially if big things are going to happen. And they are definitely going to happen in this new episode. I think there will be big sort of big story stuff. Uh, But I'm also prepared for disappointment. You know, it is Star Wars, for goodness sake. There's bound to be some kind of disappointment. And it's the culmination of the whole nine-part series. It's all going to culminate in this episode. Uh, The trilogy of trilogies is going to conclude with this episode. I mean, no pressure. Um, I wonder how J.J. Abrams is going to deal with this. He's directing it. I think I I get the feeling that he was kind of brought back in to rescue the project because The Last Jedi divided people. The, 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 the fans didn't like it, it seemed, or lots of people didn't like it. There was a huge backlash against it. So maybe JJ was sort of brought back on to rescue the franchise. But also they've got... Um, he's The film is being written or has been written by Chris Terrio. And here in my notes, I've got Chris Terrio? question mark question mark question mark so it's like chris terrio so let's see who is chris terrio he's the guy who's writing it he's an american screenwriter and film director he's best known for writing the screenplay for the 2012 film argo for which he won the academy award for best adapted screenplay that is a good film argo uh ben affleck 
and it's about sort of like a, a secret service mission in Iran, but they're posing as filmmakers. Uh, it's quite a good one. So he won an award for that. Uh, but what else did he do? What's the precedent? Oh, dear. Oh, no. So he also wrote the screenplay for Batman versus Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice. Um, and also he wrote uh, the Justice League uh, film as well. So I think most of us can agree that those films are pants, right? Um, so that's not a good sign that Chris Terrio is the guy brought on to do this. So Argo was good. But those Superman films were appalling uh, and also really badly written. Like, tell me, do you bleed? You know, all that kind of stuff. Cheesy, cheesy dialogue. So that's a bit worrying that he's the guy writing it. But I think J.J. Abrams is basically quite safe. I think he's quite a reliable filmmaker. Let's have a quick uh, let's have a quick look back at the last few films. I sound like a DJ. When I said when I said that, didn't I? Let's have a quick look back at the uh, last few films. So, episode seven. What was that one called? Uh, the Force Awakens. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, many of you will disagree, but I thought it basically struck the right tone. I'm not a fan of that sort of prequel vibe. There's like too much CGI, and it's all a bit sort of distant uh, away from the characters and sort of it's a the scale of it's much bigger whereas the original star wars which is like a handful of characters you're quite up close and personal with the with them it's quite gritty um a lot of naturalistic dialogue and stuff whereas the prequels it's like very stilted kind of formal stuff trade disputes and things but i like the sort of ragtag gang of people that you get in the original trilogy and that you kind of get that feeling with the uh, sequel trilogy the right kind of tone some nostalgia value of course we got to see bits and pieces like the the millennium falcon it felt like old star wars again but the criticisms of episode seven were that it was too derivative of episode four you realize after a while that wait a minute this is exactly the same as the story for episode four like some secret plans are hidden in a droid the droid finds someone in the desert uh, a nobody who then sort of seems to be force sensitive oh i'm feeling a bit force sensitive today you know um that's may- maybe people listening to this are like oh no i feel a bit force sensitive can't listen to that today i don't know but anyway um so you know a droid finds a force sensitive person who kind of gets involved in the in the rebellion and stuff and then they blow up a big uh, super weapon at the end it's very very similar uh, so too derivative and also the other problem is that Ray's character is kind of overpowered that she seems to just have the force inexplicably we don't know why she's so good for example she can use the Jedi mind trick she's doing stuff that you know she's fighting Kylo Ray who's apparently a complete badass and she's like fighting him fighting him off and he's like who is she like how does she know this stuff so that's very kind of weird I mean in episode uh, seven, it was quite mysterious. Like, why? who is she? Is she, like, the emperor's daughter or something? But uh, a bit overpowered. Then we've got Rogue One, which was also pretty good, but it was criticised for, for basically too much fan service. The entire thing was just like, oh, look at this ship and look at that. Remember this? You know, it was that kind of thing. But I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it, that kind of war film uh, sort of thing and quite a bleak ending. Um 
But apparently after those two episodes, apparently what we wanted was something where uh, different things happen. So we wanted not just the same repeated storyline. Like, don't just do The Empire Strikes Back again, please. We can see that there are going to be walkers in episode eight, but don't just do The Empire Strikes Back. So do something different this time and don't do too much fan service. Okay, so that was kind of like the the, the mandate, as it were, for for episode eight. And the result was episode eight, The Last Jedi, which was all about subverting expectations and changing the rules. Um, there were things where some, you know different things happened and also not that much fan service. But um, as a result, people didn't like it. People were like, do Star Wars, right? But just make it different. But not different, kind of also the same. But not the same as before, uh, different, but, but, but the same, you know? Um, and so people weren't very happy with uh, episode eight. In that film, Luke is a washed-up hermit who's lost his faith. People sort of wanted Luke Skywalker to be this super-powerful, mega-Jedi, kind of um, Gandalf sort of figure who was capable of doing great things like, you know, bringing down spaceships and stuff with the Force. That's what people were hoping for. But instead, we got this very cynical version of Luke Skywalker. Uh, The Jedi in the film are considered a, a failed project responsible for the creation of the Sith, um and i quite liked the last jedi i really enjoyed it when i watched it i really got caught up in the in everything that was happening and i enjoyed it i liked how it subverted expectations i enjoyed not knowing what would happen next uh but i can sort of understand the criticisms like the plot is a bit kind of rubbish that they're just basically stuck on a ship in a very very slow very low speed space chase and um, it's kind of a bit ridiculous. And there are some some silly moments and moments of humour that probably didn't land very well for some people. And the fact that Luke Skywalker was a bit useless. Um, and there wasn't a lot of action. There weren't many lightsaber fights. Really not n- none to speak of, even at the end. It wasn't a proper lightsaber fight. So a lot of sort of disappointment, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, but it took the series in a weird direction, and now J.J. Abrams has to kind of land the plane on this one. You know, he's got to sort of give it a safe landing. And, I mean, how does it feel if you just, like, you know, just become one with the Force for a moment, you know, just just meditate for a second, just feel the Star Wars in the living Force? How does it feel? What's the condition of Star Wars if you just if you just kind of connect with it? What's the condition of Star Wars? It feels a little bit, oh, like, oh, my back. <laughs> Don't you think Star Wars is getting a bit tired? He's like, oh, my knees hurt and my back is aching. Do you think I might be able to just sit this one out? There was a slight sense that maybe it's a little muted. I feel there's a slightly muted level of hype leading up to this film. Normally when there's a Star Wars film coming out, the hype machine is in overdrive and also the level of that the number of uh, speculation videos that turn up on YouTube are also usually in overdrive. But I feel like this time things are a bit more muted. It seems a bit quieter. Like Star Wars is kind of going, yep, here's the new film. Uh, you know, like nostalgia, remember? Remember I used to love Star Wars? Yeah, there's, there's another film. Here you go. You know, they're not shoving it down our throats that much. Um, so I don't know. Is it just me or does it feel like the... The hype is a bit muted. Um, I want to talk about uh, answers versus mystery. I've kind of decided that this is um, 
these are the sort of two factors that dictate what kind of Star Wars film you're getting. Answers versus mystery. So, and this also relates to the way J.J. Abrams makes films. So, J.J. Abrams is very good at the mystery stuff. I mean, we know from his uh, previous work, he's done stuff like Lost, which was all about just like, oh, what's happening? What does that mean? And sort of giving you all these questions all the time and then not answering any of them at all. So he's very good at instigating that sense of mystery and, you know, what's going on and which fuels the speculation. And speculation has always been a key thing about Star Wars. That's what we've always enjoyed doing is kind of like filling the blanks, you know, working out Boba Fett's backstory and that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, that's quite good for Star Wars because it is, you know, rich for speculation. And Episode 7 certainly gave us lots of things to uh, think about with Ray's background and who is Snoke and all this stuff. So J.J. Abrams is quite good at the mystery and Episode 7 was quite good for that. They came up with more questions than answers. You know, why did Ray have that weird force vision when she touched the lightsaber? You know, she seems to be connected. Uh, they, you know, they say that the the force is calling out to her. The lightsaber was calling out to her specifically, which is kind of a weird thing considering it was like Anakin's lightsaber, then it was uh, Luke's lightsaber, and now it's calling out to her. So that sort of suggests that maybe there's a family connection. And there were so many fan theories, um, you know, with like, uh, who's, who is Snoke? Is he Darth Plagueis? Is he... Um, I don't know, like, is he Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> Somehow unlikely. But lots of theories about him and that he was the emperor or all, all these other things. So many fan theories. And everyone was looking for answers in episode eight. Everyone was like waiting to find out who was who Ray was and where Snoke came from. And instead, it was all about subverting expectations. So it was all about kind of a, ha ha, you think we're going to do this? No, we're not going to do that. We're going to do something else. So... That kind of confused everyone, I think. But in this one, in episode nine, JJ has to provide some answers. And I think that we'll get most of them. Like, who is Ray? I think we're going to find out who she is. Who was Snoke? And I think we may already know who Snoke is based on some stuff that's in a, in a trailer. Why did Kylo turn to the dark side? Was he being manipulated by Snoke? Or is somehow the Emperor involved? And what did Ray's cave scene mean? We'll probably get answers to those things, more or less, I would imagine. So it's going to be exciting to get some big conclusions, hopefully. But of course, there's always the potential for the answers to be disappointing. But uh, maybe we'll get some mystery too. And I think mystery and open-endedness and less is more is what Star Wars is all about when it's good. The original trilogy was more about mystery, you know, episodes four, five and six. That was more about the mystery. It was kind of less is more. We didn't get a hell of a lot of details, but certainly in episode four about what the force was. It was just a, um, a mysterious sort of energy that binds the galaxy together. You know, it's very vague indeed, and it doesn't really get much more developed than that, even in episodes five and six. So a lot of mystery, a lot of unknown elements that you had to kind of come up with yourself. And then the prequel trilogy was more about answers. And just providing all the answers for why things happened and even things, new things like the midichlorians, which is like these living organisms that live within, within us. And they, they contain the force and it's like a measurable level of force power um, with these actual organisms, which is very weird. So that was kind of like, a, oh, there's the answer to what the force is. And, um, 
and obviously you know why vader turned to the dark side and what happened with obi-wan kenobi and all that stuff it just provides loads of answers you knew what would happen next so there wasn't really any mystery in there you just thought, oh how are they going to get from a to b to c so this trilogy is still interesting to me because there still is that mystery that you know we're moving forwards we've there are answers that have to be dealt with but it all rides on this episode there's a lot of pressure on this one to bring it back to classic Star Wars, but also to provide answers. And I wonder if JJ is, is you know, really suited to that, to providing us with answers. I think, in a way, he's constrained by having to... And this is maybe Chris Terrio as well. They are constrained by having to give answers. And, like, we know, for example, that the Emperor is back. And so maybe the Emperor is going to be key to understanding what's been going on. But they have to give answers. So there's that sort of structural thing where they have to meet certain criteria. But then the way that they tell that story, JJ is still quite good at leaving certain bits of mystery. So maybe we'll get answers, but there'll be some level of mystery because that's just the way that JJ Abrams always does it. Um, So we know that the Emperor is coming back because we've heard his voice in the trailers and stuff like that. Um, I'm wondering if we'll see other people too. Like maybe Anakin... <clears throat> he might return with the prequel actor. What's his name? Hayden Christensen. We might see him as a force ghost, for example. I think that um, since this is the rise of Skywalker, maybe Anakin is the Skywalker. And this film is supposed to conclude all uh, nine episodes. So we've got to have to deal with themes that go from uh, the first trilogy, the second trilogy, and the third trilogy. So surely Anakin Skywalker is going to be the one to kind of be the umbrella, as it were, the connecting thing between them all. That In the, the original one, it's like his youth, and then we see him as Vader, and then, you know, maybe he's going to return in some way. His helmet seems to be significant because Kylo's been worshipping and talking to the helmet and apparently having a conversation with Vader. So maybe Anakin will come back, but maybe he'll rise up as, as Skywalker. He'll become Anakin Skywalker again. Maybe that will be the rise of Skywalker. Maybe we'll get Yoda again. We got him in the last one. Uh, we, Yoda might make an appearance again if they're training Rey because there's a, a line in one of the trailers that's like all of our knowledge and wisdom is with you now, like thousands of generations. Everything that we've learned is in you. So maybe there's like some training that's been going on. Maybe we're going to see Rey training up with a bunch of different force ghosts. And maybe at the end of the film when they have to maybe do battle with the Emperor... Maybe there'll be some sort of force ghost intervention as well. Um, we we So we may get Yoda. We'll definitely get Luke. We know that uh, Luke is in the film. So I suppose that's going to be in the form of force a force ghost. Uh, but it's possible that it would be flashbacks or something. Um, maybe just the voice, you know, that, like the way Obi-Wan spoke to Luke. Maybe he'll do that with Rey. Um, we might get Anakin. Uh, we might also get Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because, of course, um, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Ewan McGregor is um, is still around and uh, he's, you know, grown a little bit older. And Ewan McGregor is actually confirmed to be uh, making, I think it's a Star Wars TV show, as Obi-Wan. So he's going to come back as Obi-Wan. Maybe we'll see Obi- uh, a, a ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi. That would be brilliant. <clears throat> and while we're at it, we could even have Qui-Gon Jinn, Liam Neeson himself. I don't know who you are. <laughs> right um i'm a jedi i've got a very particular set of skills like lightsaber fights and stuff 
Uh, we may get Qui-Gon Jinn. They really should bring them back, don't you think? And we could even have Mace Windu as well. Samuel L. Jackson himself. That would be brilliant. So maybe Anakin is the Skywalker in the title. They did say that they bring the whole saga to an end. So how could Anakin not be part of it? I know that we've got the Emperor, so that is a um, a connecting factor through all three trilogies, the Emperor. But uh, it would sort of be good if Anakin was part of it too. Now, Snoke, we know, is probably a fake person created by the Emperor. How do we know this? How do we know this, Luke? Well, um, there is a clip that's been released. Uh, I think it was a TV spot. And it's a little 30-second clip from the film. And we see Kylo Ren landing on some kind of dark-looking planet and walking towards what looks like a huge temple. It could be like a Sith castle or some sort of temple. And he kind of lowers in this little sort of funny elevator thing uh, that lowers him down into a cave. And you can see lots of big statues of what look like Sith lords in their in their robes, big statues in the background. And as he walks through, you hear the Emperor's voice, you know, my boy. Um, and he basically says to him, all of the all of the voices that you've had in your head, that's been me. And as he says that, his voice goes into Snoke's voice and then his voice goes into Vader's voice as well. So the suggestion is that the Emperor is the one who's been speaking to Kylo, but using either Snoke's voice in his head or using the uh, using Vader's voice in his head. Because obviously he's been communicating with Snoke, or he was, and uh, with Vader as well through the helmet. So maybe uh, Kylo was hearing these two voices, but it was saying, in fact, the Emperor, who was like sneakily influencing him so maybe snoke wasn't wasn't even a real person or something he was potentially just some kind of creation we still don't know anything about snoke where he comes from or anything so maybe we'll find out more about that in this uh, episode uh yeah so in the clip palpatine says he created all the voices in kylo's head including vader and snoke maybe snoke was just some kind of creation of palpatine i bet palpatine right i bet this is what happens in the film, he calls to Kylo, Kylo Ren, you know, and brings him to a certain place and then reveals himself. Maybe Kylo's just getting these voices like, you know, Kylo, you must come to the blah, blah, blah system. And then he's like, you know, I'm going to go to the blah, blah, blah system. And he goes and then he's sort of called by this mysterious force and then blah, it's the emperor, blah, you know. Um, so what's going to happen? Is Kylo going to go with him? Um is Kylo going to try and fight against the Emperor? Maybe Kylo is the Skywalker because he is sort of in that Skywalker lineage. So maybe he's the Skywalker who's going to rise. Or maybe Rey is a Skywalker after all somehow. Or maybe it's Luke Skywalker who's somehow going to, um, you know, put an end to all of this. Oh, I don't know. And how do the others find the place where the Emperor is? Because I think Rey gets involved. And anyway, who is Rey? Maybe she is related to someone. In the last episode, uh, they said that she's nobody, that she just comes from junk traders who sold her off for drinking money. So she's not important at all. That's what Kylo told her. But maybe he was lying. Maybe she is related to someone. Or maybe she's nobody. And I want to talk about the cave scene in episode eight. That's the last Jedi. Do you remember the cave scene? So that's where, I don't know, I think she had an argument with Luke Skywalker or something. And she's sort of like in a bit of a mood. And she goes down to this dark cave, which is at the bottom of the island. 
and there's a hole in the ground and she dives in the hole. No, she gets sucked into the hole and then she's swimming in the water. She comes out of the water in a cave. She walks to the back of the cave and then she has this weird vision. <clears throat> and the vision is like she's standing in a, in a long line of other rays. So there's just a huge line going off into the distance in both sides of ray, just like doppelgangers of ray all the way along. And like she clicks her fingers, but they click first behind her and the click moves up between through, uh, through all of the people, all of the rays in this line, the, the, the click slowly moves up and when it gets to her it clicks and then all the others click into the future so it's like she's part of this weird time loop thing or something it's very strange she she looks in a mirror and she expects to see her parents and she just sees herself in the mirror right she sees her own reflection she asks to see her parents and she just sees her her own face reflected back in the mirror so these two things this weird huge line of rays going off into the into infinity um and uh what the way she looks at herself in the mirror so i was thinking about this what does this all mean does this mean that ray is a clone <clears throat> don't you think that's quite a good um theory that maybe she's a maybe she's a clone because think about it you know the the long line of them that just shows that there's like she's been mass produced like clones are maybe there's a there's a whole clone army of of rays who's been cloning her though this is weird i mean maybe this is the emperor because he had like his clone army from the originals maybe we're going to get clones again in this film that could be interesting the emperor might be using clones to build an army of stormtroopers maybe he's <clears throat> cloned ray and he's been using her as a potential surrogate or something so that she gets strong in the force and he can transfer his essence to her something like that maybe she's a clone or is it something about how her future is written like destiny you know like whatever you know stuff you're just on a path to to towards a certain destiny but what is her destiny i still don't really know um it would be strange if the force cave was just saying you have a destiny you know what does that mean that would be the weirdest scene ever like oh you just have a destiny it's like but what is it oh not telling you just have one of course i have one i want to know what it is well that's the best i can say you have a destiny have a good day like <clears throat> i don't know i think it could mean that she's a clone if you think about when she looks in the mirror she expects to see her parents and she sees herself well maybe she is her own parent because she's a clone you know so she is basically produced based on the dna of of another one so in a sense her parent is herself so i think ray might be a clone <clears throat> now they must be planning some kind of big reveal in this film there has to be some sort of big reveal and i'm talking about stuff more than just the return of of palpatine <clears throat> palpatine uh which is basically already confirmed there will be another big reveal because we haven't had one yet in the sequel trilogy have we have we had a big big reveal like a kind of luke i am your father moment we haven't yet i know that we've had um kylo ren was revealed to be han and leia's son but that was revealed right at the start like almost at the beginning of the the first film in the sequel trilogy that kylo is han solo and leia's uh, son but we've had nothing about Ray yet. 
in the cave she knows that what she'll see in the mirror is the answer she's looking for we see two shadows come together to become one person who is revealed to be ray so she sees herself in the mirror this could also mean that she's a clone so clones featured heavily in the prequel trilogy and abrams has said that this film will tie together the whole narrative so there may be elements from the prequels in here clones might be back maybe ray is a clone right uh maybe dark ray have you seen that in one of the one of the uh trailers there's a little clip where ray looks all evil like she's turned to the dark side and she's got this wicked double-bladed lightsaber that she <laughs> spins it round it's a red bladed sort of double lightsaber thing dark ray what is what's all that about maybe ray is being cloned and she's gonna have to fight herself but there's like a dark uh, evil uh, Jedi version, Sith version of, of Rey. Or maybe Rey herself is going to turn to the dark side. Maybe Kylo will go good and Rey's going to go bad because in episode eight, they both said that. They both had visions of each other turning, that um, Rey had a vision of Kylo turning to the light and he thought that she would turn to the dark side. Um, so I don't know, but I'm curious about the dark Rey thing. That looked wicked. Um, on uh, on the subject of clones maybe palpatine has cloned himself maybe he's cloned himself somehow and it, that's how he survives maybe palpatine cloned someone else maybe he cloned anakin i mean anyone could have been cloned um i've talked about the force ghosts i've talked about saying luke luke saying all of our experiences in you now so maybe there's going to be more force ghosts i mean i'm basically clutching at straws here um so i was asking before about the the condition of star wars some people seem to think it's kind of broken is the star wars story broken at this point i don't think so i don't i think there are lots of loose ends that could be tied up like all the things we've been talking about you know and also i want to see what happens to finn and uh what's his face uh poe dameron are they going to get together or I mean, there's like some weird... Is there like a bromance going on there? I don't know. Um, and uh, But, I, you know, what's going to happen to Finn? I'm kind of vaguely interested in that. And Poe Dameron, what's going to happen? Is he going to become like the great leader of the Resistance? Uh, is Finn finally going to pick a side? Um, and, um, I mean, you know, it's mainly Rey and Kylo Ren are the ones I'm interested in. There are some new characters, apparently. But I don't think Star Wars is broken. So let's see ray has become all trained up she's awesome let's just continue the speculations here she's she's got all trained up she's awesome she's been doing training in the forest maybe she's been using the help of some force ghosts maybe liam neeson has taught her a particular set of skills kylo ren is now in charge of the first order and he's in full dark side mode maybe he's being haunted by luke maybe luke will turn him good somehow maybe he's uh being haunted by the emperor I think the Emperor has called out to him somehow. Maybe he's using Vader's helmet and making him think he's talking to Vader. Maybe the Emperor has like um, kind of kept some of his um, force power in the helmet, right? Maybe he kind of sun- transferred some of his power to the helmet. So when uh, Kylo thinks he's talking to Vader, he's actually talking to the Emperor. Um, so... Uh, Kylo still knows that he has a connection with Rey, right? Remember that connection they had in episode eight? Maybe they still Skype sometimes like they did. Um, So there's going to be some kind of connection there. Maybe they're going to team up, the two of them. 
Uh, Finn and Poe, God knows what's going to happen. Maybe they have some kind of mission to, to collect an artifact. Uh, the Resistance seems to have grown after people around the galaxy have joined, including Lando. But I have no idea, really, what's going to happen. Maybe we're going to get an Avengers Endgame-style ending, right? Because this is going to be the ending of the whole nine-episode thing, right? So maybe we're going to get Avengers Endgame at the end with all the Jedi all the Force ghosts and Jedi all doing battle. And I know it sounds silly, but, I mean, we saw uh, Yoda in the last episode whacking Luke Skywalker on the head and setting fire to a tree. So I don't see why these Force ghosts now can't use actual powers in the real world. So there you go. I don't know uh, what else I can say. Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing it tomorrow. So what I'll do, um, I'd like to upload this today, so I'll do that. And then tomorrow I'll go and see the film. I might record some stuff of myself talking before I go and then some more on my way home. Or I might just wait until I get home and then just pour out my thoughts into the microphone. And that'll be the full spoiler review, okay? I'm interested in your thoughts. Please get in touch. Uh, leave your comments in the comments section. Some of you have been asking whether I've seen The Mandalorian, which is the new Disney Plus uh, Lucasfilm TV series about... Um, a Mandalorian, a guy going around in Mandalorian battle armor. Mandalorians, uh, Boba Fett was a Mandalorian. So it's a sort of a Western, I think, that takes place after Return of the Jedi, I think. I'm right in thinking. Um, and so it looks pretty awesome. People have been saying very good things about it. I haven't seen it yet because um, uh, Disney Plus is not available in France until March or April or something ridiculous. I would, you know, just stream it online somehow, but um, I'm unable to find any decent sources for it. So I haven't seen The Mandalorian yet, but I'm looking forward to it. I have seen all of the Baby Yoda memes around, you know, Baby Yoda this, Baby Yoda that. Everyone's crazy about Baby Yoda at the moment. But to be honest, I don't know what that is yet, really. I don't really know what Baby Yoda is. I think he's a character that's... I'm not sure he, he's, he can't be the actual Yoda, Um so he's got to be just like a member of Yoda's species and he's very, very cute and cuddly and very gift-worthy. So, yes, I'll probably do a full spoiler review of the new Star Wars film on Wednesday, tomorrow, after I've seen it. I might also go to see it again with my brother and my dad and we might uh, get the chance to talk about it too. But that might be a bit too much Star Wars chat. Uh, it might just go into the app or something for those who want to get it. Okay, then. So, as I said, leave your comments in the comments section. What do you think about the Star Wars film? What are your expectations, your speculations? And that would be very interesting reading. I might be able to read some of those comments out in the next episode. So, for the full spoiler review, you'll have to wait until tomorrow. Uh, but for now, it's just time to say goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.
inside your head. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.